welcome back for another video. As Gamic 1 draws to a close, let's recap the key takeaways from the weekend and some talking points heading into Gamic 3. Lots to catch up on and we'll talk about my team plans as well later. Before we get into it, check this out. So go to fplgameweek.com and enter your team ID or your team name. It works on mobile and desktop. You'll be able to view your live rank even during matches when they're on. FPL takes all day to update so you can find out immediately where you stand. Your mini leagues are updated live as well. One of the best features is player importance, shown as a percentage. For example, you might own a player that no one else owns, so you stand to gain way more rank for every point they get you. I find this paints a way better picture. During games, it even factors in live bonus points and clean sheet points. They're a good friend of the channel and I've used the site for years. Give it a try and you won't regret it. It's literally free and it's genuinely one of the best FPL websites out there. FPLGameWeek.com. Click the link below to give it a try. So let's get into it and starting off with Tottenham and Man United, Rashford and Bruno in particular. Man United looks second best in this one in the 2-0 loss. Things just not clicking yet this season and United clearly missing Holland without a proper striker through the middle. Rashford looking far less effective as we feared he might through the middle. So what do we do with Bruno and Rashford? Being patient or just doing nothing is actually often where you can find an edge in FPL. They've got Nottingham Forest home at next after all, which on paper is a great fixture. Bruno in particular has actually been putting up solid underlying numbers. Against Spurs, 0.76 expected goals, 0.42 expected assists. He's actually topping the league for non-penalty expected goal involvement over the first two game weeks. Rashford's on 0.89 XGI, which is far less convincing, but we know he's capable of returns out of nothing. Madison was seen leaving the stadium on crutches as well, which is something to monitor if you are an owner. It's reportedly just a precaution, but certainly don't make an early transfer elsewhere if you own him. We'll know more later this week. Let's talk Brighton then. The Zerbi rotation kicked in. We all feared it could happen. João Pedro benched in favour of Enciso, who had a great game by the way, assisting March twice. The Zerbi was asked about this and he said, quote, He's a great player, already a great player, but I'd like to improve in mentality. When he loses the ball, he has to work harder, but he's not a complete player yet. But I would like him to progress and reach his potential, like I do with Evan Ferguson. So who are the best replacements? I've picked out three here, sorted by price, highest to lowest. So Jackson first, who comes in at 7 mil. So you'll need 1.5 mil in the bank for this one. Although he's blanked in his first two games, he's shown a lot of promise. If you don't have that money banked, but you do have two transfers, then he should be able to quite easily free up the money needed. Luton at home is an amazing fixture next game week and they've got the best fixture run in the league overall coming up. Chelsea won a penalty in the West Ham game. We were all wondering who would be on penalties. Some thought Enzo, some thought Jackson. It was Enzo who took it but it was saved by Areola. So perhaps Jackson's on duties now as well. Vissa's got two goals and one assist from his first two games including an 11 pointer against Fulham. He's gone up in price to 6.1 mil now and he could go up again by game week 3. Brentford play three home games in the next four game weeks. We'll talk more Brentford in a sec. And then Morris, who's the like-for-like -like replacement price-wise, but he does have the Chelsea fixture next, but it is followed by a very good fixture run for Luton. He's on penalties, Luton's talisman, and he is affordable in one straight transfer. So how did the enablers get on, and which are the best right now? As predicted, Gusto started in the absence of James and did pretty well. Just 4 mil, though it could be a relatively short-term pick, with Pochettino saying that James could be back in a few weeks. That might be enough though, considering Chelsea's next three fixtures. Chukwemeka started as well, back-to-back -back games for the first time for Chelsea, and he scored the first goal of his career in that match against West Ham. Looks an awesome pick for 4.5 mil, but he did go off injured. Sarah also got a start after being benched in Gamic 1 for Spurs, and he actually scored against Man United, also 4.5 mil. 
If you're looking for a 4.5mm mid, he is an interesting one, but probably not nailed. Chukwameka looks the better 4.5mm midfielder, but it does depend on the injury. Many of us were hanging our hopes on Turner, who conceded once to Sheffield United and Forest win. It was an unsavable goal to be fair. The other 4 mil goalkeeper, Ariola, started against Chelsea. Moyes has said that he feels like he's got two number ones, could see him lose his spot the next time he has a bad game. However, he had a decent game against Chelsea and he saved Endo Fernandez's penalty which was won by Sterling. And lastly, Semenyo started for Bournemouth and scored against Liverpool, got an assist last game week as well off the bench. Perhaps the best of the 4.5 mil forwards, followed by Asula. Semenyo actually has himself in his FPL team but he had a nightmare, he put himself last on his bench. The Newcastle lads did better in an FPL sense. Trippier, Cher, Target, Longstaff, Gordon and Barnes all sold or benched Haaland who did at least blank against them. Also on that note, on my website FPL page we just rolled out some big improvements this game week including separate pages for the widgets like bonus points, top 10k stats and the players league where you can view all their FPL teams. Dark mode now available as well. FPL.page to check it out, it's completely free. So let's talk about that Man City game then, 1-0 win against Newcastle. A few absentees for City, including De Bruyne, Stones and Bernardo Silva. 0.29 expected goals conceded was top of game week 2 and Man City are yet to concede a big chance after two games. Crystal Palace as well by the way. Foden and Alvarez did well in De Bruyne's absence. Foden was exceptional, created 7 chances and he got the assist for Alvarez's goal and he took maximum bonus points. Alvarez, another fantastic João Pedro replacement that we didn't mention earlier, especially with Sheffield United next. You'd have to just accept that you are selling a rotation risk for another one. So Brentford have settled in just fine without Tony, a stellar game from Boomer and Visser owners. In fact, these two are top two in the league for non-penalty expected goals over the first two game weeks. And Mbumo's taken two penalties, not even measured in that number. 1.4 expected goals for Mbumo, 1xg for Vissa. A clean sheet as well against Fulham, Henry's also been excellent. Aya got the assist for Mbumo's second goal. Over the last seven games Brentford have played about Tony, Mbumo has seven goals and Vissa's got six. If this video has been helpful, please hit like on it and subscribe for lots more FPL content to come this week. On to Everton then, from bad to worse. Villa were very good as well. Should be noted that Watkins also won a penalty, but it was Douglas Louise that took it. Watkins took a couple in pre-season and he did miss one. His record on penalties is very poor, around 60% conversion, so not necessarily a bad thing. Iwobi and Calvert-Lewin went off injured that game, and McNeil also injured at the moment. So the question is what to do with Pickford? I've got the Pickford and Turno combo myself, and strongly weighing up a transfer out for Pickford. More on that in a minute. Salah, is he worth 12.5 mil? Is he even on penalties now? Non-owners got away with one a bit here. With Salah's penalty saved and then scored on the follow-up, it meant 5 points for the goal but minus 2 for the miss. He ended up with 5 points or 10 for captainers. It was more than Haaland scored in the end at least. Diaz has started better with 2 goals and Jota's got 1 goal 1 assist, 7.6 mil and 8 mil respectively. Diaz easily the top of the Liverpool mids at the moment in my eyes. Trent gave the ball away for the first goal and he may even have a minor injury. He got hurt around the 70th minute and then he limped off at 75 minutes. He was seen getting treatment on the bench. The Game Week 3 bench boost has become a popular topic over the weekend. The fixtures fall really kindly for a lot of games in Game Week 3 to the point that many managers have got a strong bench. The bench boost can be a bit overrated. We may not even have more than 11 fixtures in a Game Week until Game Week 37 and you lose a lot of points if you do force yourself to wait until Game Week 36 to use back-to-back -back chips, wildcard then bench boost. Game Week 31 also looks like a great wildcard window, but you're also reliant on no issues cropping up over those 6 game weeks in that gap. So let's play devil's advocate then. The chip can be a bit overrated, 
and I'd be happy with 18 points on the bench boost, so look at your bench and see if you could get something around that or more. I was considering it myself, but Jao Pedro's benching has put me off. Interested to know if any of you are considering it. So here's how my team looks for Gamic 3, 2 free transfers and 1.5 mil on the bank. A blank for Haaland last match, but he'll undoubtedly be captain for the Sheffield United game. Jealous of anyone taking Foden or Avaris into that fixture as well as Haaland. Jackson's passed 75,000 transfers in already at the time of recording ahead of Game Week 3, which is a lot. Keeping a close eye on this, as it looks like he'll probably rise before Game Week 3. Current thinking is Jao Pedro to Jackson for the Luton fixture, and then a decision to make on a second transfer. Pickford to Sanchez is one option to double up on Chelsea defence and that takes you all the way to gaming 9 when you probably give Turner a start home to Luton. Other than that, rolling the next best option with the second transfer. Happy to give Mitomi the West Ham game and give Bruno and Rashford the Forest fixture. Which makes me think taking two transfers into gaming 4 could be worth it when Brighton and Man United have got Newcastle and Arsenal respectively. At the time of recording, just the Arsenal vs Crystal Palace fixture left on Monday night. Good luck to all of you in that one. If this video was helpful, hit subscribe. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.